special children's service. I pray that you would just speak to each of our hearts, to each of the parents and each of the kids alike. Pray that the message would be really clear and that you would just block out distraction, that we could clearly hear the message that you have for each of us today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, today's Bible lesson is from the book of Acts, chapters 13 and 14. Where is it from? Acts, what chapters? 13 and 14. And this tells the story of Paul's first missionary journey. You remember in our last Bible lesson, God had saved Saul or Paul, whichever name you choose to use. God had saved him and God called him to preach the gospel. And God said he was going to preach to three different people groups. Does anybody remember the three groups of people. Remember, we had three people up here in costumes. Do you remember the three people groups? Can you name one? Okay, kings, which could be any kind of a ruler. The Greek word for king there meant ruler. So any kind of a ruler, let's see, somebody else. Jews, that's right. And, okay, yes. You remember? Gentiles. Very good. So he gave it in this order. He said, you will go to Gentiles and to kings and to the house of Israel, or as we refer to them, the Jewish people. Well, God had called Paul to do this, but you remember as he was there in the city of Damascus, the people got so angry at him because too many people were starting to become believers in Jesus. So they made a plot to kill him. And remember how he escaped? Anybody remember? right down here? That's right. They, they lowered him down the wall in a basket and he had a friend who was waiting there and his name was Barnabas. And they went to the city of Jerusalem. They went down from, to, from Damascus down to Jerusalem. Well, at Jerusalem, a lot of the Christians were scared of Paul because when he left town, he was going to get more Christians to bring back and put in trial so that they could put him in prison and they could kill some of them. So they were all scared to listen to brother Paul. So Barnabas came and Barnabas took him before the leaders in the church there and assured him that God had definitely saved brother Paul and called him to preach. Well, after some time, brother Paul went back to his hometown of Tarsus and Barnabas went to Antioch because in Antioch, you remember when Paul, do you remember when When Paul was a young man, he held the clothes of people who were stoning a specific Christian, a deacon in the church. Anybody remember who was stoned? Stephen, that's right. Very good. Well, when Stephen got stoned, so many Christians had to move out of Jerusalem. A bunch of them went up here to Antioch and they started a church at Antioch. So brother Barnabas went up there and he was teaching and preaching in the church at Antioch, but he needed help. And so the Christians in Antioch sent brother Barnabas to take a trip. So he went and he got on a little boat and he traveled from Antioch to Tarsus to see if he could find brother Paul to come and help him teach at the church at Antioch. Well, in Tarsus, he found Paul. And so together they began a friendship, a ministry that was going to last for the next maybe three years or so. Well, They went back to Antioch and they spent a year in Antioch preaching and teaching the Christians there. 
Well, one day they heard that there were problems in Jerusalem and the Christians in Jerusalem needed money. So the Christians at Antioch took up a special offering. Today, we call it a love offering. That's when you know someone has a need and so you take up an offering for them. So the church at Antioch took up an offering and they gave the money to brother Paul and brother Barnabas, which back then was called Barnabas and Paul. And they took the money that was collected and they went down to Jerusalem. Well, in Jerusalem, they gave the money to the church there and encouraged them. And then they got another guy to travel with them. And this young man's name was John Mark. What was his name? His name was John Mark. Well, John Mark decided he wanted to go with him. Brother Barnabas was especially um, wanting to take John Mark because John Mark was his nephew. His sister Mary had a little boy named John Mark. Well, John Mark had become a Christian and he wanted to go on these mission trips with him. So he got his bags together and he traveled with Uncle Barnabas and Brother Paul and they went back up to Antioch. Well, when they got to Antioch, one day the church was meeting and the rulers, the leaders of the church began to pray and they were fasting and praying before God. And as they were fasting and praying, God spoke to them and said, I want you to separate unto me Barnabas and Paul for the work that I have called them to. So the Holy Spirit let them know, I have called them to do something special and I want you to send them to do it. So they laid hands on them and they prayed over them and brother Paul and brother Barnabas and John Mark collected their bags and they went out on their first mission trip. Well, their first mission trip was going to take them into the edge of, oh wait, let's go back here, into the edge of Asia. They walked by land from Antioch down to the little town of Seleucia. In Seleucia, they got on a boat and they sailed to the island of Cyprus, which is where apparently Brother Barnabas was from. Well, they went to Salmas and they preached the gospel in Salmas, and then they traveled across the island of Cyprus Many people began to get saved everywhere they went. When they got to Pamphus, the ruler, the Roman official, the top Roman official in, on the island heard that they were in town preaching. And he said, I want to hear what you've got to say. So brother Barnabas and brother Paul went in and they began to preach to him. They began to tell him how that Jesus had died on the cross, how that Jesus had paid for his sins, how that Jesus was buried. And three days later, he rose again from the dead. And this Roman official started getting really curious and then the more questions he asked and the more they explained, he began to get excited. His heart was convicted of his sin and he wanted to become a Christian. But when a certain Jewish man that was in the room realized that he's about to become a Christian, he started speaking up. This guy's name was Bar-Jesus. He was a wicked man. He was an evil man. This man was a sorcerer. He worshiped Satan and did witchcraft but he was also a Jewish false prophet. So he was a preacher that would preach to the people and many people would believe the stuff he said, even though he worshiped Satan, he also claimed to be a prophet. Well, he got up and he started blaspheming Jesus, claiming he wasn't God and trying to convince the Roman official not to believe him. But all of a sudden, finally, brother Paul had had enough and the Holy Spirit 
filled Brother Paul and told Brother Paul to rebuke the man. And all of a sudden, Brother Paul turned around and he rebuked the man and he said, you wicked man. And he told him how evil he was, how wicked he was that he just served Satan. And he said, the hand of God is on you and he's going to smite you with blindness and you won't be able to see. And all of a sudden, the Bible says it was like a mist went over his eyes. And the guy got really scared because he couldn't see anything. And he began to stumble around the room and he was begging somebody to take him by the hand and lead him out of the room. Now, I don't figure by this point, anybody wanted to touch the guy. He's creepy looking enough as it is. This man's a sorcerer. And he's looking for help. But as he goes out of the room, the Roman official back here was so shocked. He couldn't believe the power of God that would stop this man of Satan. And so that Roman official believed on Jesus. He became a Christian. But when this happened, all as exciting as this was, something sad happened. After that, it came time to leave. And when they went to leave to go back to the mainland to continue on their missionary journey, for some reason, John Mark decided he didn't want to go anymore. Maybe he was homesick. Maybe he missed his mommy. Mary was still, his mom Mary was still living in Jerusalem, I suppose. Maybe he wanted to go home to see mom. Maybe, maybe he was scared I mean, he had just seen that sorcerer. That was enough to scare anybody. I've seen, I've seen people in witchcraft on mission trips. I've seen demon-possessed people. I even had a demon try to possess me on a mission trip. So I know it can be really scary. Maybe that's why John Mark left. I don't know why he left. But whatever it was, Paul didn't think it was a good reason. And John Mark went, wee, 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 all the way home. He went back to Jerusalem to mommy and Paul and Barnabas got on a boat. But you know, John Mark dropping out, quitting, running away home two years later, maybe more would cause serious problems between Barnabas and Paul. But he didn't count the cost of his decision and he ran home. He quit but not Paul, not Barnabas. Do you think they got discouraged? Do you think they decided to just go back to Antioch? No, they kept going. They got on the ship and they went to Perga. They went to Perga and they traveled inland. Ah, there we go. To the city of Pisidian Antioch, or the Bible calls it Antioch of Pisidia. They got there and on the first Sabbath day, they went into the synagogue. The synagogue is kind of like a church for Jewish people. And they would gather there on Saturdays. They still have synagogues today. And the Jewish people go there and they read the scriptures, the Old Testament together, and they sing together. And someone will get up and talk about what they read. And um, so it's like their version of church. Well, on the first Saturday, they went in because uh, who were the, the third people group that Paul was supposed to preach to? He's already preached to a ruler and the ruler got saved, right? He's already preached to Gentiles. Who was the third group? Jews. And so he has to go to a synagogue to find the Jews. So on Saturday, on the Sabbath day, he goes in and he sits down and Barnabas sits down. And as they're sitting there, the rulers of the synagogue get up and they read the law. They read from the Old Testament books, either Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They read from one of those. And then they read from the prophets. And then when they finish their Bible reading, 
they looked at Paul and Barnabas and they said, do y'all have something you want to say that will encourage our congregation? <laughs> do you think brother Paul had something to say? Yes, he did. Brother Paul stood up and he read and then he started preaching. He started preaching to them about Jesus. He went all the way back to the book of Exodus and started talking about when the children of Israel were captive in the land of Egypt, when they were slaves there, how they, God delivered them. And then they were judges that ruled over them. And then they had a king named Saul. And then after Saul was another king. Anybody remember the king after Saul? Very special, very important king, David, there was a man by the name of David became king and God promised David that there would be one of his descendants that would come and he would save his people. And he said, this seed of David has come. His name is Jesus. And then he began to tell them about Je how Jesus had died on the cross, how Jesus was buried, how he rose again the third day. And he told those men, he said, be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, Jesus, is preached unto you the, read it with me, forgiveness of sins. So he was telling these men their sins could be forgiven through Jesus. And then he went on and by him, by Jesus, all that believe are justified. Every person who believes in Jesus, it'll be as though they had never, ever sinned from all things. Any sin you've ever done, you'll be justified from, from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. These men were trusting in the law of Moses. And he said, the law of Moses won't help you. Only Jesus can save you. And so he gives them the opportunity to be saved. Well, as they went out of the synagogue that day, Gentile men asked him, Next Sabbath day, would you come and preach to us? Because we want to hear the message that you preach today. Well, Brother Paul and Brother Barnabas agreed. And the next Sabbath day, the crowd began to gather for the sermon. And the Bible says that almost every person in the whole city of Antioch, Pisidia, showed up to hear them preach. So the Gentiles are there, the Jew, Jews are there, rulers are there, all three people groups that he was supposed to preach to. Well, they get there and he begins to preach the sermon to them. But this time, while he's preaching about Jesus and him dying on the cross and rising again from the dead, some of the Jews realized how many of the Gentiles were starting to believe Brother Paul and were putting their faith in this man named Jesus. And they got jealous. The Bible says they became envious. They wanted people to listen to them like they listened to Paul. They wanted people to like them like they liked Paul. They, they thought nobody listens to us talk about the law like this. They got mad. And so they started trying to stir up trouble. In fact, they were stirring up so much trouble that finally brother Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost again, turns to those Jewish men and tells them from this day forward, we're going to start going to the Gentiles instead of the Jews. Well, how do you think the Gentiles felt about that? They were excited, but he told the Jews, you have decided that you don't deserve eternal life. So you're not going to get to hear about it anymore. Well, things in the town, many people started believing on Jesus and things began to get worse and worse. In fact, the Bible says that some of the important women in town got mad. 
Now, I'm not going to ask the question, but I could ask how many of you, when your mama gets mad, that's really bad, right? Okay. Okay. My wife just doesn't get upset. She doesn't. She's a very calm person. But if you push my wife until she starts to get mad, it's bad. My fuse is this long. My wife's fuse is this long. Well, guess what? The women in town were mad. And they wanted Paul and Silas gone. And so they all got together and they decided we're kicking him, these men, out of town. And so they took them to the edge of town and they threw them out and said, get out of here. So do you think they stopped preaching? No, they got so encouraged. The Bible says they were filled with the Holy Spirit again, and they were filled with the joy of God because what does the Holy Spirit in our hearts produce? Love and joy. Well, they have the Holy Spirit. They've got joy. And so they decide to go to Iconium. So they go to the city of Iconium and they start preaching the gospel there. But it didn't take long in Iconium before the crowd, the whole town divided into two groups. The people, Jews and Gentiles, were in both groups. The people who hated Barnabas and Paul and the people who liked Barnabas and Paul and were starting to believe on Jesus. So there's a big divide in the whole town and they start bickering and they start fighting and they even start fighting amongst themselves. It was a big mess. And then the bad guys got an idea. Let's take rocks and stone them. We'll kill them. And then they can't tell anybody else about Jesus. Well, the word got back to Brother Paul and Brother Barnabas that these guys were ready to kill them. Do you think they went home? Nope, they kept going. They decided that night to sneak out of town and go to another town, the city of Lystra. There were two actually cities they went to and into all the villages all around those cities. They began to go and preach the gospel. When they got to the city of Lystra, they found a man who was crippled. He couldn't walk. He had never been able to walk from the time he was born. The man had never walked in his life. And brother Paul realized this man, he's ready to believe. And so he went over to the man and he talked to him and he told him, he said, you get up. And the man just stood up and he started leaping and walking. God healed him. Well, the people of Lystra were so amazed that God was that powerful and God was working through Brother Paul and Brother Barnabas that they said, these men are not normal men. They're gods come out of the heavens. And so they got ready to worship them. And so they decided since these guys have this kind of power and can heal somebody, they must be God. So they decided to name them. So they gave them names. They called brother Barnabas Jupiter. That was a God that they worshiped in that village. Jupiter, we also know him as Zeus today. They decided this must be Zeus. This must be Jupiter come out of heaven to see us. Well, the gods have put on flesh. And so then they decided that since brother Paul talked the most, he was the one who was the main preacher, that he must be mercurious as the Bible says it, or we would say mercury. And so the the, um, high priest of Zeus comes out of his temple. The high priest of Jupiter comes out of his temple and he gets a big eye a big cow. And he said, we're going to offer a sacrifice to these two gods. And he got flowers to give them and garland to wrap around their necks and maybe put on their heads. And he comes out and he says, we're going to have a big celebration. So everybody starts cheering. Yay. The gods have come. The gods have come. Oh, honor Jupiter.
Jupiter, honor Mercury, and they're celebrating. Well, all of a sudden, Brother Paul and Brother Barnabas are so upset because they don't want people to look at them. They want people to believe in Jesus. They just grab their clothes and they ripped their clothes to show how sad they were at what was happening. Back in those days in Bible times, if you were really sad, clothes were so valuable. Most people only had one change of clothes. And if you were really, really sad for, about something, you would rip your clothes so everybody would know how sad you were. They both ripped their clothes and they ran into the crowd and they began to say, no, 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 stop it. We're men just like you are. We're men of like passions. In other words, we have the same kind of problems you have. We have the same kind of feelings that you have. He said, God's put up with your idolatry for so many years, but God has given you witness that he exists. He sends rain to water your crops. He gives you food to eat. God has been so good to you, but today he has sent us to tell you about his son, Jesus. And they began to preach to the men. Well, they had a problem. There were some other people had figured out where they had gone. So representatives from Antioch of Pisidia and Iconium decided to come into town and convince the people of Lystra how wicked Paul and Silas are. So they came in and began to tell them lies about, sorry, Barnabas. They began to tell them lies. And so they took big rocks and they began to throw them at Brother Paul. And they beat Brother Paul so long and so hard that he fell down on the ground and quit breathing. They were so relieved. The big mouth preacher that won't stop talking about Jesus is dead. So they took his body and they drug him outside the gate of town and they left him there. But a few minutes later, as all the Christians gathered around and probably some of them are starting to cry. I mean, this is sad. Brother Paul, he told us about Jesus. We're going to heaven because Brother Paul told us about Jesus. And all of a sudden, Brother Paul starts getting up. I'm sure he was probably pretty sore. But he starts breathing again, and he gets up from the ground. And do you think he decides to go home to Antioch now? No, he didn't. Brother Paul says, let's go back into town. You, I would run. I'd find the next bus going somewhere else. But not Brother Paul. He walked back into town. But the next day, he headed over to the town of Derby. Well, he goes to the city of Derby and they preach the gospel to people there. People get saved in Derby and then they realize it's time for us to go home. So they began to travel back home. And as they did, they decided to leave Derby and go back up to Iconium and then down to Lystra and then Antioch of Pisidia. And then they went down to <clears throat> Perga. They preached in Attilia and then they got on a ship and went to Antioch. <clears throat> but along the way, as they stopped in each place, they reminded the Christians there that God's way is hard and believing in Jesus sometimes causes a lot of tribulation. There's a lot of trouble. It's not easy. And back then it was especially not easy to be a Christian. So they encouraged them to keep believing in Jesus, to not quit. And then they, in each one of these places, they organized the churches and they ordained leaders to lead the church, pastors, elders to lead the churches. And then finally, they walked down to the, the, the Mediterranean and they waved goodbye to them and they headed back to Antioch. 
Well, when they got back to Antioch, they gathered up the Christians who had sent them on this mission trip. It took two years for them to make this trip. They had so many more things happen than there was even time to put in the Bible. But when they got there, they gathered up the church and they began to tell them all the things that God had done. But I tell you, one of the most amazing things to me on this first mission trip was to see how that nothing could stop the spread of the gospel. Read that with me. Nothing could stop the spread of the gospel. So not an evil sorcerer. He couldn't stop the spread of the gospel. Not Mark, John Mark quitting and going home. That couldn't stop the spread of the gospel. Not envious Jews who were mad and wanted the attention that Barnabas and Paul were getting. Not being kicked out of a town. Not unbelieving Jews in that divided city where the whole city started fighting with each other over Paul and Barnabas and Jesus. Not idol-worshiping priests. They couldn't stop the spread of the gospel. Not even the stoning of Paul. None of these things could stop the the spread of the gospel. Because when Jesus calls you to give the gospel to somebody and the Holy Spirit sends you, nothing can stop you. Let me say that again. When God calls you and the Holy Spirit sends you, how many things can stop you? Nothing. Nothing. Because God is more powerful. And God will take care of those who he sends. So I want to end with this thought. Paul and Barnabas obeyed the Holy Spirit. When God the Holy Spirit sent them to preach the gospel, they obeyed. But if God were to call you to take the gospel somewhere, maybe a foreign mission field, maybe somewhere around the country, maybe here in America, maybe here in Houston. But if God calls you somewhere, Will you be obedient to him? Will you go? And will you continue like Paul and Barnabas or will you quit like John Mark? I hope that you're all willing to obey Jesus and go wherever his Holy Spirit sends you. Why don't we close with this song? Here am I, Lord, send me. Are you 